G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. From time to time we might be challenged with the statistics that show that more than 3 million people in Australia live life under the international poverty line. Poverty is a leading cause of depression and suicide in Australia where one in three people experience relationship breakdowns and 89% live in fear of financial pressure. Well, We're checking in with one of those Christian organisations with a wonderful practical expression, helping those living in poverty and especially those students in schools. Martin Beckett is CEO of Christ Mission Possible, working primarily in Western Sydney with some inspiring initiatives. Martin, welcome along to 2020. Oh, well, thank you so much, Neil. Thanks for having me. Many of us ignore the challenges faced by people in Australia living in poverty. What are your thoughts around the typical Aussie and our attitudes to the poor? Look, I, Neil, I, uh, I know that some of us, we can tend to uh, not see the need around us purely because sometimes it scares us. Uh, but I think most Aussies, most Aussies that I've encountered, they have a real heart to do something. They just don't know what to do. We don't know what to do, but when it comes to our children, there's a soft spot there. And when we appreciate the children in poverty, uh, 730,000 children in poverty, from my understanding of the statistics, that's a huge number, isn't it? It is. For such a a small country like Australia, it's quite staggering, isn't it? Uh, the cost of living expenses are on the rise. Uh, government yep. uh, doing what they can, you might say. Uh, some uh, extra handouts while things are going up. It's not enough, though, is it, Martin? I don't think so. And I think definitely the last couple of years, since 2020, uh, have uh, seen families struggling even more. And I know in our area, Western Sydney, so lower Blue Mountains, sort of Penrith region, uh, through to Blacktown and outwards, uh, it definitely uh, has hit people hard. You're working in a whole lot of different dimensions, Uh, housing Mm. solutions for the homeless, uh, food solutions for the hungry. Just touching on your your housing solutions, what do you do to try and alleviate that challenge in Western Sydney? Yeah, so uh, Neil, we're we're the largest uh, supplier of what we call crisis or temporary accommodation. And so we work with Housing New South Wales and the peak bodies in our area to provide uh, safe, modern, secure, but also... Um, you know, just um, friendly and homely accommodation, which short-term can be for a night or for a a couple of weeks. And then we also provide long-term accommodation, permanent housing. So we work with the homeless to actually get them out of the cycle of homelessness by actually providing a long-term home for them. It's amazing, isn't it, that when we talk about fighting hunger, we're often talking about people in the developing world, uh, people who've faced all sorts of challenges with famine but that hunger is here in Australia and it's in your neck of the woods there in Western Sydney. Uh, What are you doing to fight hunger? 
Well, look, there's a couple of different ways that we do that. We've uh, prior to 2020, we were close to 18,000 people a week. We were reaping uh, with essential food, groceries, um, whether it's groceries or a hot meal on the street. One of our initiatives uh, for the schools, and we're talking about obviously the kids here, is a thing called Brown Paper Bag, which is our school program, uh, which is where we take uh, lunches into schools, identifying the children through the help of the principal and the teachers, the counsellors, the people within the school, uh, for those that are actually not getting a nutritious lunch on a daily or weekly basis. Uh, and so we take lunches in, we prepare them, and we deliver them to the school. Uh, we've so far got 26 local schools that we deliver to, which is about 2,500 lunches a week. It's hard to believe for a lot of people listening to our conversation now that there are children who turn up at school without lunch at all. Sometimes we might question what's in those lunch boxes, but no lunch at all. But that's the need you're trying to meet. Correct, yeah. And sometimes we, when we first started, we weren't aware of how big the need was. We just had an inkling there was a need. And just even this week, talking with a principal of a school who gave us a letter at the time when uh, just sort of saying, this is why we engaged Christ's mission about four years ago, uh, was that they found that out of 300 um, students, 5% of them were actually coming to school without uh, a nutritious lunch on a regular basis or a recess or any kind of food. So when you're talking poverty, the thought that you might break a cycle of poverty, I mean, there's all sorts of dimensions there, no doubt, that need to be attacked to make a real difference. But just making sure these kids can get through school and learn something at school by having lunch, that's, that's, that's a big step forward, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, we all know that, you know, the old saying uh, that you're hangry, you know, when someone gets angry because they're hungry. Well, it, it affects not only your temperament, but also your ability to sit down and just pay attention, to learn. You know, when we're thinking about food, we're not thinking about what we're being taught. And so what we found is just by getting some food into the schools with these kids, they generally are the kids that have behavioural issues. They're the kids whose attendance is affected because they're embarrassed about coming to school without food. We tend to find that what giving them food does is not just putting a meal in front of them, but actually giving them, them the ability to learn and also participate in school life. And just to just reflect on this for a moment and clarify it, Martin, you're doing thousands of lunches for local yep. school kids across something like 26 schools in Western Sydney. Uh, does that surprise people when they hear about the good work you do? I think it does. I think it surprises people that they wouldn't think the need was there. And especially when we tell them that some of the largest schools that we actually go into, the ones that we provide larger amounts of lunches to, are not necessarily the ones that may be in the hard-to-do areas, the, uh, you know, the areas that are probably deemed you know, middle class, and yet we're taking more lunches in. And sometimes it's poverty, and sometimes it's just people being poor with time. Parents working, the kids are left on their own, they don't prepare or don't know how to prepare their own lunch, and they just go to school without it. Martin, there's a federal election coming and uh, there might be state government policies also uh, that you question from time to time. Are there particular policies, whether they're federal policies or state policies, that you're targeting for some level of reform? Is government even at fault? I mean, we're talking about families here not able to provide for their kids. I I don't think it's so much government at fault. I think often we we set everything at the feet of the government, but I think government does tend to reflect... Uh, society and community. I think it's more about educating, and I think our teachers are doing this as well in the schools, um, is it's about educating people that um, 
poverty affects people in different ways and it's it's up to us as a community to care about what someone is going through and be able to reach out and help and speak into that situation. You've got thousands of lunches going into schools each day and mm. I imagine you must have a maybe a small army of volunteers or people <laughs> who are rolling up their sleeves. Uh, what sort of well, team have you so. what sort of team are you working with? <laughs> Yeah, look, it's uh, we, look. We can we can provide the lunches that we do on a team of about five to six people a day, and so that's people that are actually sitting down from say eight thirty in the morning uh, through to the afternoon preparing the sandwiches. So we provide a, a sandwich in a brown paper bag, piece of fruit, often a drink as well, a little snack uh, bar like a, a little muesli bar, uh, and our team of five to six people can normally manage that. Well, as Christians, we know, and uh, we'll often sort of, you know, it just rolls off the tongue fairly easy. We're not supposed to turn a blind eye to poverty, but is there enough support coming for the good work you do? Uh, well, obviously, we're, we're we're having chat to people at the moment because to, since uh, 2020, obviously, uh, a lot of our support did dry up, and that was financial support. And that was mainly because everybody was closing their doors, companies, businesses, clubs, um, just the local mum and dads, uh, they were struggling to make ends meet. So, you know, giving their $10, $20 or the club grants that might come through for us, they weren't available over the last few years. So we've we found it really tough. So, yeah, the support hasn't been there. We actually didn't operate for the last three months of this year or the first three months of this year. And we've determined that we're not going to do that again. We're actually opening uh, back up in the next couple of days uh, and we will stick with this. We've been going for nearly six years never lost a school term even until just recently and that was purely volunteer and uh, uh, you know financial we just couldn't actually make it happen but we just determined we're not going to do that again somehow we're going to make it work and Martin obviously in Western Sydney there are challenging pockets uh, where there mm. is a little more uh, socioeconomic disadvantage but there'll be listeners to our conversation all over Australia in different contexts is this something that a local church could rise to just to look after the needs of children going to school helping to provide lunches what's your encouragement to people yeah. listening to us today well, look, I think that uh, one thing is this is a problem not just affecting us, but obviously the whole of Australia would have some level of this. Uh, but for us here in Western Sydney, um, churches, uh, local groups, uh, or, or again, mums and dads out there, um, they can help by, uh, you know, look, that, cash donations are always fantastic, but um, local schools can also, uh, uh, local churches, sorry, can also in other regions pick up our brown paper bag program and take it into their region. As I said, it only needs about five, six people. It doesn't sound like a lot. That's five or six a day. And with their local community, they could probably do that. And we could actually feed more kids. It's a low cost program. It doesn't cost, you know, millions of dollars to run this, uh, but it still costs. But if you pick it up and you have enough people who want to duplicate what we're doing, we can make it happen in any community. For us, any donations that people can make, whether it's spreads, whether it's bread, uh, wrapping, you know, cling wrap, it all helps. Well, the thought of duplication, uh, some listening might be thinking our own community needs the sort of good work that's being done at Christ Mission Possible. And if you guys are ready to extend a hand uh, or offer some encouragement and support, no doubt there might be some who'd like to connect with you. And those listening to us today in Western Sydney, and you might be thinking, I can be a part of what they're doing at Christ Mission Possible. 
26 schools in Western Sydney and uh, just yeah. a small team that makes that happen every day. Here's how you connect. It's at cmp.org.au. CMP stands for Christ Mission Possible. cmp.org.au. Martin Beckett is CEO of Christ Mission Possible. Martin, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks for your time, Neil. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.